There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. There's not a person on this planet who doesn't want peace. But so often, instead of planning for peace, instead of being the peacemaker, we're the one who's throwing fuel on the fire just doesn't make sense because peacemakers are such a mighty blessing. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at this whole idea of blessing from a different perspective. Do you want to hear a shocking statistic about war? During World War I, whilst many, many people were killed, only 5% of the casualties were civilian non-combatants. But of the 50 or so wars going on on the planet at the moment, some 75% of the casualties are innocent civilians. Now, you'd think it'd be the other way around. With all the rules that the UN has put into place on warfare, with all the smart bombs and, and more accurate munitions, you'd imagine that far fewer civilians would be getting killed. But the reality is that despite all the so-called advances in warfare, and I know that's a bit of an oxymoron, advances in warfare, the nature of warfare has changed. Battles used to be a set piece. The, the blue coats would line up on the right side of the field and the red coats would line up on the left side of the field and they'd advance, they'd engage, they'd fight, and basically the last team left standing won the battle. That progressed to conventional warfare that we saw in World War I and World War II, where armies fought one another on defined battlegrounds. But these days, warfare tends to be embedded in a lot of urban areas, with some of the so-called armies using civilians as human shields, and so casualties are much higher. So so why is Bernie giving us a history on warfare? Well, simply as a bit of a lead-in into the conflict we experience in our own lives. Because in a sense, the collateral damage of our arguments and our conflict is something that we don't take into account quite enough. We imagine a husband and a wife fighting like cat and dog doesn't really impact anyone else. Well, actually it does. It profoundly impacts their children. I remember being told by one woman who left her husband and she thought that after that everything would be sweetness and light. She said, I just didn't realise how many people's lives would be so deeply affected by what I did. And for her, it's an effect that still goes on today, many years later. In a world full of imperfect people, conflict is absolutely inevitable. If each one of us were perfectly loving and considerate and understanding, there wouldn't be any need for conflict. But we're not, and so there is. Because when we're impacted by someone else's failings, we need to establish boundaries. And boundaries, after all, physical, social, ethnic, religious, moral, emotional, is what warfare is all about. It happens on a macro scale in wars between nations or ethnic groups, and it happens on a micro scale in conflicts between individuals and small groups of people too. It's all about claiming the prize, whatever that prize may look like. In short, it's about winning. I remember once I was an expert witness in a civil technology litigation and during the mediation, the senior lawyer on our side pulled me aside and he said to me, Bernie, the mistake you're making is that you think this court case is about right and wrong. And I said, sure, of course it is. He said, it's not. It's purely about money. And often that's the way it is in conflicts that we're involved in. 
has absolutely nothing to do with right and wrong. For us, it becomes all about winning. Pretty sad when you think about it, especially, let me say, if we think about the extent to which we behave that way. Here's something that will make you think. We've been turning to some Old Testament wisdom from the good old King Solomon these past few weeks. And this one is, I think, one of the best Proverbs of all. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. It is honourable to refrain from strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. We think sometimes that walking away from a fight is a sign of weakness. But actually, according to God, it's a sign of honour and wisdom. The smartest way you and I can make peace is putting an end to the argument before it even starts. Here's what Solomon says again in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 14. The beginning of strife is like letting out water, so stop before the quarrel breaks out. Peace is an awesome thing, and when we know that we're walking into a minefield, sometimes we need to proactively plan for peace. One of the things I do is that I think about how things are likely to unfold. Maybe, maybe I know someone is seeing the world totally differently to me. I know they're angry or they're frustrated, whatever it is. So I assemble the facts... And then I think about the conflict that's coming up and I put in place some plans to deal with the conflict. Maybe the first thing I'll do is I need to listen and understand and, and let them blow off some steam so that they can get it out of their system. Then I can find out what's motivating them, what's driving them. And then perhaps I can come up with some sensible solutions that meet their needs but also guide things in the right direction. Any army going into a military campaign plans its engagement with the enemy battle by battle. It makes sense. And so it also makes sense that any peacemaker going onto a battleground to make peace should plan how they're going to achieve the peace, battle by battle. Here's another brilliant piece of wisdom about being a peacemaker from Proverbs chapter 12, verse 20. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. Did you pick that? To do evil, to do battle, you have to plan it. Those who devise evil and have peace you have to plan that as well, those who plan peace. And the outcome of that planning is joy. And, and that's true. When a truce is declared, when the war is over, there's dancing in the streets, isn't there? Dancing for joy. And that's what being a peacemaker is all about. Is it scary sometimes? <laughs> sure it is. Do you end up in the firing line when people misunderstand your motives? All the time, let me tell you. But it's worth it. Because when you've contributed through peacemaking to the peace that's breaking out, that is such a fantastic feeling. Where's the conflict in your life right now? To what extent is that conflict being fueled by your desire simply to win, irrespective of the rights and wrongs? And what could you do right now to bring about a lasting peace? I know it's hard stuff. I, I know it requires a lot of soul-searching and sacrifice. I know that sometimes making peace requires huge sacrifice. But a good many of the things we end up in conflict over simply aren't worth the effort. So many trivial things that we argue about. What would your world look like, your family look like, your relationships look like, your workplace look like, if you stood up with the courage to be a peacemaker, to stop the argument before it begins, to walk onto the battlefield to help bring peace? Peacemakers are few and far between. Making peace doesn't always mean caving in. Making peace is something that a wise person does by guiding the conflict to a good conclusion. At the end of the day, people look at that peacemaker and they say, what a blessing, because deep down, they all want peace. But there's one more dimension to peacemaking that we often overlook. It's the spiritual dimension. It's the God dimension. God loves peace. He's in the peace and reconciliation business, which is why he sent Jesus to die for you and me. And Jesus said this about peacemakers. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Matthew 5, verse 9. Big statement, that. What he's saying is that when we step out to be a peacemaker, we're being just like our dad, just like our father in heaven, who did not even spare the life of his son to bring a lasting peace. So God loves peace, and he wants to bring peace into our lives. But how do we lay hold of God's peace, God-given peace? Here it is. When a man's ways please the Lord, God makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. See, we lay hold of God-given peace by honouring God, by looking at all the parts of our lives and as best we can, honouring God with a lot, with everything we are and everything we have and every hope and every dream. We throw everything, the whole lot, into the ring and honour God with that through our faith in Jesus Christ, through our thoughts and through our actions, and God responds to that. God brings peace. See, so much happens in the spiritual realm. So much of the conflict going on in our lives is the spiritual outworking of our sin, of our dishonouring God. Friend, sin has consequences, and one of those is conflict. And I believe God wants us to lay hold of his peace, because when we do, we become the ultimate peacemakers. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with Jesus. So before we go, I'd like to tell you about a free daily devotional to help you and your friends draw even closer to Him. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free, delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. Completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free e-devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the fresh e-devotional sign-up waiting right there for you. And as a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my ebook, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to that website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. That web address, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.